Back to the About Last Night podcast. I'm Adam Ray, your host. Uh, if you haven't been here before, good to see you. If you have been here before, what's up? Uh, so look, first things first. Just walked up the stairs. There was a door open to an office that also exists in this building. And I heard a couple of gals going, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I immediately had this thought of, secrets don't make friends. And then I couldn't help but be so excited to know what they were talking about. Didn't want to ask, almost asked, what's the secret etiquette? If I walk by and hear you going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they both also looked at me suspiciously. And I didn't assume narcissistically that they were speaking about me because they don't fucking know me. Unless that would be bonkers if I was walking up the stairs and they were like, and he's so, he's got, he looks like he's so, he, does he take care of himself? Whatever it is. Does he, does the, what's, the, why is he always dressing up like somebody else? Whatever it could be. You know, it's it's is it circumstance. You know, size. So I didn't assume it was pertaining to Adam Ray, but if it was, that'd be bonkers. Because again, the timing. So I go, can I ask? Should I ask? Will I ask? And no, no, no is the answers to all those. I didn't. I just kept walking so that I could come record on time, but also, uh, I needed to get this out. So, moving forward, what do I do? If you see someone look at you when you walk up and go, they like they, they looked like caught red-handed, like whatever they were talking about, like they were getting ready to say something anti-Semitic and maybe they saw me and go, he looks like one. You know, or did they, or were they gossiping about something that's so gossipy that they were like, fuck, even a stranger shouldn't listen to this. Which then begs the follow-up question, what's the most gossipy thing that could be talked about that a, that someone would look at a stranger and go, I hope they don't say anything. Do you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> like, yeah, well, Todd Todd tried to get a thing where he could cut his wiener off and make it a black wiener. And his wife, though, doesn't even care because she is cheating on him. She has a whole other family. And anyway, so McDonald's, yeah, their fries are so much bigger these days. <laughs> you know, like, if, if I could have... If I could have just gotten a little more info on the way up, I could have probably put the pieces together. Secrets are fun. Gossip is fun. No one's immune from gossiping or um, talking shit, judging. It's just, it's just a part of being a human. I don't think anyone has ever. I think even Tom Cruise has been like. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Kidman has smelly tits. Or, you know, I, fuck, I don't know who that was. That was a terrible Cruise impression. <laughs> Let me tell you something about about Demi Moore. She is <laughs> exquisite. I, uh, Jerry Maguire, <laughs> Renee Zellweger. <laughs> I don't even like saying that name because it almost feels like I'm saying the N-word. But, you know, Cruz is a guy that probably enjoys a good dip in the, uh, in the talking shit pool. He's a person. Or is he? 
Sometimes I feel like he's going to go, Mission Impossible 7 is a great movie, one second. Because there's rumors that he's an alien. But I don't know. If crews, if aliens do show themselves, who are they showing? Who are they showing up as? Meryl Streep? Will Smith? I'm trying to think of the famous of the fame. A Kardashian wouldn't surprise me. Rob Kardashian would surprise me. Kim Kardashian would not surprise me. Khloe Kardashian would not surprise me. She's like 6'9". Not that I think aliens are tall, but she has, she's just, I don't know, built different. Um, Harrison Ford, yeah. Jude Law. It's a fun game. What celebs, if it was announced from the alien community that are among us and have been for centuries, who uh, who would they say they were letting uh, come down and test out being a person for a bit? Dua Lipa? Uh, yeah. The Cash Me Outside girl? The baby, I think that's her name. The baby. Bad Bunny? Who knows? Ava Longoria? Pat Sajak? Eminem? Mary Fuck Kill? Let's do that real quick. I'd probably... Obviously, I think you 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 sleep with Ava Longoria because she looks like she's got everything still clicking and ticking. I think you kill Pat Sajak and you marry Eminem for financial security and also like knowing that you can inspire a song, right? He's like, do the dishes. And you're like, oh, I fucking, I don't want to. I'm, I'm just, I'm feeling lazy and daisy and spacey. He's like, lazy, daisy, Kevin Spacey, hazy, mazy. We got the Macy sale coming up on the tortoise and the hare. Put the snail in the, in the kale. Salad, healthy, staying physically fit. But you don't want to get up on this dick because you got balloons in your face as a party. It's a total disgrace because it's down the street next to the girl who sells her feet online. She makes money from putting her body on the internet. On the internet. <laughs> that went the furthest away from an Eminem rap. But yeah, marry that guy. Kill Sajak, I guess. Even though he's on his way out, he's about to be retired. From uh, from Wheel of Fortune. And Ryan Seacrest has taken over. Seacrest, what can he, what can he not do? What can't he do, I guess, is the way to phrase that. Um, another thing that happened on the way up, quickly stop by to take a pee in the toilet. Say it with me. And, uh, and yeah, there was um, pee on the seat and some teepee in the, in the toilet. And, hey, I know it was a guy because girls don't pee on the seat. Okay. So, hey, guy, don't pee on the seat and leave the pee on the seat. Wipe it off, man, because now I'm walking in. Maybe that's actually, let's run it back. This is what the girls could have been talking about. I peed on the seat, but I didn't want to wipe it off because, you know, a, a guy will think it's a guy and get pissed at him and talk about him on his podcast and not us. <laughs> and then her friend's like, wait, Catherine, how did you pee on the seat? Your vagina is lower than your butt. <laughs> Either way, fellas, we got to start taking better uh, care of the restroom. Okay, there's always hair or urine or phlegm or something in or around the toilet. And on the seat, it's just, this problem is, a lot of people deal with this problem at like a coffee shop where you walk out of the bathroom and 
let's say when you walked in, again, piss everywhere. So you're like, it's a unisex bathroom. You're always in that conundrum of, do I clean up the piss? Do I clean up someone else's piss? Who am I, Cinderella? Wait, that's not the, that's not the plot of that movie. She's got mice that help her get a dress for the ball pumpkin. Turns in, Somebody turns into a pumpkin. Seven dwarves. That's no, that's fucking Snow White. Uh, uh, the mice, they, Cinderella, Cinderella, uh, Cinderella, every day, Cinderella, um, Umbrella, Ella, and then fucking the ball, and then she fucks the prince in a, well, dressed like a pumpkin in the pumpkin patch. She fucked the prince in the pumpkin patch. That's the plot of Cinderella, I think. Oh, and there's a fairy godmother who's I think has diabetes and is is just coked out too. She was just Alakazoo's a zimbabooz a bit of be babbly boo. She just was homeless and she found a stick and she's like, It's my magic wand. Cinderella, you wanna be a pumpkin? Gabooey. <laughs> I need to watch that movie again. I don't think that's right. But um but so 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 uh so yeah. I don't know. I don't know. People be peopling. That's my sentiment for 2024. I've been saying it on stage. People be peopling. It's a way to give benefit of the doubt to people that are coming in too hot. It's a way to, you know, meet someone halfway and recognize that it's tough to be a person. And also just, you know, it's healthier to not get stressed out and perturbed by all the bullshit that we as humans throw around 24, say it with me, seven. So I don't know, fellas, wipe the pee off the seat. If you're at a coffee shop, that's what I was talking about. You walk in, it's piss everywhere. You go, I'm not cleaning this up. Then you walk out, and there's a gorgeous human that's just like, hope there's not pee on that seat so I can put my fresh butt on it. And you're like, yeah. So then do you go in there and you clean it up real quick, or do you say to that girl, by the way, not my pee. The guy before me did it. Didn't want to clean it up because that's not my job, but now I'm wishing I did because you think it's definitely mine. Coffee shop bathrooms are, are just uh, changing rooms for, I don't know. It's almost like a reverse phone booth, Superman style. You know how Superman would go, Clark Kent would go into a phone booth and come out of Superman. You'll see people walk in in board shorts and a tank top and walk out in a fucking tuxedo. And you're like, all right, this place is, I've seen crazy people walk in and come out crazier. I've seen, I saw somebody fucking hotbox at a Starbucks bathroom once. That was uh, hilarious, and uh, and that person was me, and they didn't they didn't catch <laughs> they didn't catch me. I wouldn't do that. I I don't have the balls. It's also like you just it's one of those. I'm not a r- huge risk taker. I am on stage with comedy and stuff. You got to be, but you uh, it's tougher to to break all the rules. You know, I went and saw Michael Jackson the musical last night with my mom and wife, and uh, phenomenal by the way. And no, I know you're asking, is there a song where he's like, I didn't touch those kids that night. I thought about it in the moonlight. But I just rode my pants instead and laid my head to rest under a crustable rapper the guy who played michael jackson was unreal the guy who played young mike was unreal middle mike the guy who played the dad and mike's manager phenomenal great cast the guy who played main mike i mean dancing and singing on top of the world could not tell that that was not michael jackson and that's 
impressive as shit. Music was great. Is that the Pantages? The energy too, man. You forget Michael Jackson's songs get everybody going. Patrice O'Neill, R.I.P., was the uh, first comic I saw do a live headline set at the Punchline in San Francisco. Shout out, one of my favorite clubs. You know this. Read the Room, my first special right here. Check it out. It's uh, on YouTube, filmed uh, and recorded there. I saw Patrice as the first uh, headliner, and he did a bit about, I just got to make sure that when I listen to Michael Jackson, it's pre or post kid uh, effing. And um, I thought that was funny. But yeah, I don't know. The music is so good that you, I guess, and I'm sure everyone tries to. They allude to that he's being discussed in the media and stuff. And I'm sure the, the people who put the musical together were like, let's just celebrate him. People are going to think what they're going to think. People be people. But unreal. Um, but uh, Pantages. Wow, what a theater. What a theater, man. Hollywood Boulevard. Got the Walk of Fame right there. You've got so many stars on that thing. It's such a uh, hodgepodge of uh, is that the right word? Hodgepodge. It's such a it's such a place to like. My mom and stepdad and I walked down it, and uh, it was great to uh, to see just how many people love that. My mom was taking so many pictures of like, there's Marilyn Monroe, there's you know Marilyn Manson, there's you know Charles Manson. She just was fired up to take photos of every star, and it was very cute. Had a great trip with the folks. Wowzers. Just, it flew by. Mom and stepdad came down to L.A. Uh, saw the uh, Joy Mack documentary screening. If you haven't seen that, check it out. It's up on the YouTube right here. Joy Mack. Podumentary, we're calling it. A podcast meets a documentary. Looking back at his night at Carnegie Hall, which happened a year ago, January 14th, 2023. And uh, I sat down with him and and rehashed the whole thing because it was an amazing experience and it's on my YouTube and there's behind the scenes footage and pictures and it's a really sweet piece and really funny too. Joey Mack from New Kids on the Block and the McCarthys and the Heat, uh, just a living legend. So check that out uh, right here. Check it out on, uh, on the YouTube channel for, uh, for my main page, Adam Ray Comedy. Um, yeah, so we saw that and then they stuck around for the... Uh, for the Dr. Phil live show at the store with Nikki Glazer and Whitney Cummings and uh, special guest Trevor Wallace, of course, Jeremiah Watkins. And we had a girl named Christine play, uh, play Gypsy Rose Blanchard. And a lot of people thought she was Gypsy Rose. This episode, by the way, comes out um, January 31st, episode five of Dr. Phil live with Nikki Glazer, Whitney Cummings. Uh, so fun. They all crushed it. Where do I start on this night? First of all, more and more people coming out for the show. God bless you. I don't know where you're finding it. I guess just YouTube and all the other stuff I'm posting clips and bits of. But, man, appreciate the love. It makes the show way more fun when people are there and fired up. We have another one on February 6th with Bill Burr, which is sold out. Cannot wait for that. We just locked Mark Norman and Burt Kreischer for the Netflix is a Joke Festival show on May 6th. And my March 5th and April 2nd shows are very close to guests. So stay tuned on that. Uh, but Nikki and Whitney hit it out of the park. So funny. January 31st, episode 5 of Dr. Phil Live will air on YouTube.com slash Adam Ray Comedy. They brought it, man. You need people to come on that show that want to play, that are down to DFW, as I say. And they were uh, real funny. We had a lot of great pops. A lot of great pops. And, uh, you know, it's cool because they have podcasted together, but having comics that, that haven't been together like that on stage a lot is always really fun. And um, so that was a real treat. Trevor Wallace popped in to do, uh, <laughs> we did this bit where it was 
putting a period cramp simulator on ourselves to to see what it was like to you know to be a woman you know what's it like because you guys are someone's either trying to fuck you or kill you and i don't i don't like that i don't get it either but i would love to understand even just a smidgen of what it's like to go through a, a, a menstrual cycle so he went through it jeremiah as his character tad just a an insane gnarly fuck boy was on and uh energy for that character was great Jeremiah, if you haven't seen these Dr. Phil live shows, you know, did one with Bill Burr, Santino and Bobby Lee, Adam Devine and Andres Holm, Matt Reif, and now Whitney and Nikki drops January 31st. Jeremiah always plays a character to kind of open the show up as the first guest. And um, this one was, uh, in particular, uh, a fun way to get it going. The energy was strong, you know, tied into the rest of the show uh, swiftly. And then Nikki and Whitney brought it, and then we had... uh, Again, this girl, Christine, who I just met through uh, my friend Carly Craig. <clears throat> Shout out to Carly, uh, Mad TV alum. She dressed up and and pretended to be Gypsy Rose Blanchard. If you're not familiar with the story, Munchausen Syndrome, Gypsy Rose, just got out of jail three weeks ago. Her mom pretended that she was sick her whole life until she was 23, and then she killed her mom because she was like, wait, I can walk? I don't have cancer? You lied to me. You said I was a sick kid and went to Disneyland for free and got all these hospital treatments and and meds and put in a feeding tube and she had a breathing tube and which she said just made her breathe worse this kid had no clue the mom was just munchausen syndrome is what it's called which sounds kind of tasty it sounds like something you wouldn't want to probably wouldn't be your go-to on the menu but you're like is the munchausen syndrome gluten-free yeah it's just i don't know it sounds like a fun like a haunted house or a munchausen sounds like a weird german like munchausen is where the is where Germans first love, learn to get to. We love to poop on people's chests and film it for porn. German porn. This is a real thing, by the way. That's not a real German accent, but they poop on. They poop on each other. That's like a sexual. That's a fetish for them. Hey, don't kill the messenger. I'm just sharing what I've heard about Germans pooping sex stuff. So Munchausen syndrome sounds like something you would. That's how. It sounds like if you wanted that to happen to you, you'd ask for the Munchausen. I digress. This girl's mom, Gypsy Rose Blanchard's mom, told her she was sick, shaved her head, feeding tube, breathing tube. Oh, my. She wakes up one day. She's like, I can walk. Wait, I can eat sugary treats and not have problems. So she, with the guy that she met online and was her boyfriend, plotted and then carried through. She asked the boyfriend to kill, and he did. Stabbed her like 17 times. Wild. And went to jail for eight years because they were like, she's trying to just be with her. I mean, you murdered someone, so that's no bueno. But they realized that she was not in on it with her mom. They thought for a long time, neighbors alike was like, oh, Gypsy Rose, his mom and then Gypsy Rose, you know, uh, were in cahoots to pull a fast one on everyone. And then they realized, no, she had no idea. So they let her out. She was supposed to serve 10 years, served eight. And she just got out and she has only done a few interviews. So my friend Carly was like, you should have her on. It's topical. It's like she looks like her. She sounds like her. And a lot of people thought it was her. I set her up earlier in the show and then brought her out, and people were kind of like, holy shit. And also, you know, we get cool guests on the Dr. Phil Live show, so I think a lot of people were like, I have no reason to assume this is not the real person. And I still have people asking me if it is or isn't, and I'm telling you now it's not. But, um, but I'm also telling you that, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that I can't wait for you to see it because it turned out really well. A lot of fun, those shows. Challenging. And I'm exhausted at the end of it, but on such a high. This last one in particular, I felt real dialed in on because it's such a balance. There's, 
you know, I, I, I do this so much in my life and have done it in creating a path for myself in this uh, business. I just have gotten reliant on myself for everything. And Henry Winkler, uh, the Fonz, Barry, legend, happy days. Um, his son, Max, shout out, was in my fraternity at USC, became friends with him, introduced me to Henry. Henry's been a nice uh, mentor, so to speak, always down to pick up the phone and give me advice. He's been on the podcast, by the way. Check it out. We'll put up Henry Winkler's episode right here. Check that out. It's on YouTube over Zoom. Guy, It was a great episode. He would be a great guest for the Dr. Phil Live show. I should actually figure that out. So I've gotten good at being like self-sufficient, like me doing everything. But I, I could use some help. But I also like it. It's the rush and the adrenaline and the pressure a little bit. I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm creating the whole show, memorizing all the shit I got to do, outlining the map of questions, what the games are, the you know, how much time to spend on each guest. And then once the show starts, pre-show, I'm actually getting people in and, and managing the comics and everyone in the back and make sure everyone's good and knows what they're doing and then working out with tech stuff and camera and sound and trying to fine-tune all that stuff. It's a lot. But I enjoy it. But uh, but it's a lot. But yeah, maybe in a bigger spot. If we move to a bigger venue or something like that, maybe I'd need more help. Because, you know, you do want to only think and, and handle the creative stuff. But um, but sometimes there's, uh, you know, you just, you just, I don't know, get used to doing things a certain way. But that's maybe that's a, a 2024 res- resolution is trying to be more receptive to help. Do you guys have resolutions? Do we make any? I don't know. I think I, I did write down some goals, which I haven't done that in a, in a while. And that was kind of nice. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, guys, 2024 is here. <laughs> it came a little too quick. That's what she said. But it's here, and we're all trying to keep the same things about ourselves, but change and crush it harder, right, as the kids say. Be the best you you can. Well, if you're trying to do that and you're obsessed with getting that best version of me out into the world, well, maybe you need to start investing in yourself and, and thinking about the things that people talk about you behind your back and go, well, maybe I should figure out what that is and why I'm like that. I digress. Therapy helps you find out what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, and really just uh, who you are and, and, and where you're headed. BetterHelp is here to help you out with that. Better help. So I'll tell you this. I've been using BetterHelp. Um, I found some uh, some of these sessions to be insanely valuable. Uh, they matched me up with a licensed therapist and and um, and really uh, helped me open up and, and see life through a different set of goggles. And I think we all could use that. Um, really, it's a, been a massive um, upgrade. Uh, learning about um, dealing with family stuff and setting boundaries with certain relationships, cutting people out of my life that I don't need. But I'm a people pleaser, so I'm trying to find that balance uh, at all uh, corners and turns and walks of life. BetterHelp is, uh, is here for you, and they're entirely online, and they're designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. That's right, your schedule. Hey, you, the guy in the hat. Yeah, man, you. All you do is uh, fill out a brief questionnaire. Okay, and they match you with a licensed therapist. And um, if you don't like it, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That's that's sweet, that's considerate, and that's the way it should be. If you don't like who you're with, you call them up, you email them, and they switch you to somebody uh, that you're more uh, uh, batting uh, a thousand with. You've, you've made progress this year. Celebrate that, okay? 
Do it right now. Visit BetterHelp.com slash about last night right now and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash about last night. And start investing in you because you, say it with me, deserve it. Okay. It's my hair. Look, I had an audition this morning for a part on the uh, Not Dead Yet ABC show with Rick Glassman and uh, Gina Rodriguez. We'll see what happens. Been going out for a lot of cool shit recently. And say it with me, not booking any of it. Which is why you got to stay creative, man. You can't sit around waiting for this shit to happen. You got to create your own good luck, as my grandpa would say. That being said, I would love to book one of these jobs. I auditioned to play Robert Shapiro for the Ryan Murphy uh, Menendez Brothers story. What a cool part that would be. I tried to be like, hey, I've played Vince McMahon, Jay Leno, and uh, um, shit in the Gaslit show. Uh, Ron Ziegler, uh, the uh, press secretary for Nixon. I've done some cool historical figure people. In pop culture, whatever. Throw throw Robert Shapiro in the mix. Come on, baby. Had a great audition for a Kristen Bell, uh, Seth Rogen, I believe, Netflix show. Um, or no, Adam Brody, I think it was. That's going to be a good one. Had a great uh, audition for uh, Beverly Hills Cop 4 with Eddie. A lot of improv. Who knows, man? There's a lot of talented people. <laughs> Not just in the entertainment business. There's just competition. It's such a crapshoot to... That's why you gotta, you know, getting reps, having time be on your side, taking care of yourself. It's like there's no rule book. There's no you can have a game plan and you know, your vision boards and whatever, but you know, there's a lot of uncertainty and a lot of luck. I truly believe that. You know. You can put your but you can you can do what you can control what you can control and stay ready and and be in a position to to crush an opportunity out of the park, but when's that opportunity coming? You don't know. Um, I got dark for a minute. Let's see, what else? Michael Jackson musical, a lot of fun. Definitely made me want to listen to some Michael Jackson. Definitely made me want to sing. Oh, man. There's a really cool potential singing opportunity on a show that I am currently being pitched for. And if it happens, it will be awesome. It's a reality singing competition show, and that's all I'll say. But there's like 9,000 of those, so... I did want to be on Idol when I was a kid, but as a joke, I wanted just to go in there and sing the Family Matters theme song, like I did on my, uh, uh, what's the, uh, the American Idol YouTube video of mine, which uh, I think we have. Let's cut to it, actually, real quick. I am going to be singing the theme song to Family Matters. Love it. But it's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. But love and tradition are the grandest as the people think is even harder to find. Well, then there must be some magic clue inside these gentle words. And all I see is the power of dreams. Real love, best in life from everything. It's the bigger love of the family. What's the matter, you guys? 
You guys don't like Family Matters? No, you like it, Randy. <laughs> you fat black guy. How do you think you did? Well, um, I don't mean to sound cocky, Simon, but uh, I've always been told that my voice sounds like a mix between Tracy Chapman and Jewel, Alicia Keys, Phil Collins, The Edge, with kind of the vibrato of J.C. Chazez, the scars and funk of Seal, you know, with the, you know, of like David Gray, and a little bit, like a, li like a splash of meatloaf, and a couple of little sprinkles of Dave Matthews, you know, David Bowie, Ice-T, probably a lot of that. Wrapped in like an Enrique Iglesias package, wrapped up with a Bette Midler bow, and a little note on it that says, you sound like Celine Dion. Um... No, shut up! <laughs> stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, shut up, shut up! I mean, seriously, I, I can honestly say I've never heard anything like that for as long as I've been doing this show. Please, let me go to Hollywood. Don't make me beg, because I'll do it. I'll beg, and I'll, I'll get angry, and I'll get violent. Nothing about singing do you have going on. You can't do It's a no. Yeah, ready. <laughs> yeah, that video. <laughs> One of my early sketches. Shout out to Clint Gage for helping me shoot and edit that. And then we, I watched hours. I bought American Idol DVDs and watched hours of footage to get good reactions and then figure out what the sketch was and write it to that and then cut back and forth to make it look like a real audition. Some people thought it was a real audition. I used to do a bunch of sketches like this. There's another one called Fake Lottery Ticket where we spliced in footage from America's Funniest Home Videos to make it look like I was, uh, that I was a part of a, a prank lottery ticket that was on the show. And a lot of people thought, thought it was real. I had a guy come up to me at the airport and go, man, I saw you, the, that fake lotto ticket, man, that sucked. Because basically I, I thought I won the lottery in the video, freaked out, told my girlfriend I was cheating on her with her sister, told my brother to fuck off, f told my boss to fuck off, and I quit. And then at the end they're like, dude, it's a joke ticket. It's really funny. It's, my friend Andy Bolt is, uh, crushes that. She's like, manufactures tears. It's a joke ticket. It's so funny. It's a joke ticket. It's like, let's actually show that too. Let's cut to that. You've probably seen those uh, fake lottery tickets. Have you ever seen those? They, they tell you first you're rich, and then on the back, if you read real close, they tell you you're an idiot. It, uh, <laughs> it may be cruel, but we have hit the jackpot with these fake lottery winners. Check it out. You're taking us all out to dinner if you win, man. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good one, too. Like, like steak. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Denny's. Oh my god. Oh my god. You win? Oh my god. Did you win? Oh my god. 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 Are you oh my god. What the f I won too many dollars. I won too many dollars. I won too many dollars. Oh, oh, are you oh. Kidding me? I gotta do something. <laughs> yeah, call your parents. Oh my god. Oh my god. Who are you calling? Oh my god. Who are you calling? Wait a second. Oh my god. Yeah. Hi, Mr. Branson. This is Doug. I uh, hope you're having a good morning. Um, hey, hey look, uh, you're not going to be coming in to work today because uh, you're a fat so suck my hey, and suck it again because I quit. You. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
I hate no, you. Wait, yeah, wait. we're done with this. No, you know what? No, no, God, no, I no, shut no. up, bro. I hate you. I don't know why I got married to you. Pressure from your parents. I don't know why, but you are just. I hate your laugh. You meatloaf dinners. You know what I do when you sleep, honey? I pinch you. I fucking pinch. I pinch your back, man. I don't. I pinch her. I That's what those bruises are. That's fucking right. What those bruises are. Dude, all you need to calm down, man. This Dude, you need to calm down. Okay, you, I got some news for you. Guess what happens every Tuesday around like 3.30? Sarah, your girl, f***ing me off in my car. Yeah. What? Boop, boop, boop. News flash. Oh, but guess on. what? Now it doesn't Shut the f*** up, Kyle. Hey, Shut the f*** up. Hey, f all you guys. I'm f***ing rich. Hey, hey, f it's, a f it's a fake dog. It's a fake ticket. Joke ticket, you It's a hilarious joke ticket. It's so funny. We're just messing around with you, man. Shut up. Come Look on, at the dude. ticket. Birthday prank, you Good night, everybody. Yeah, she nailed that. And people were like, this guy at the airport, yeah, sorry about that latte. I was like, oh, man, it's a, it was a video. It was a sketch. He goes, nah, it wasn't. I was like, no, I'm telling you it was. He goes, nah, it was real, man. I go, <laughs> well, I made it, so I'm t I'm telling you it was all fake. Those were actors. Yeah, a good one. It was a good. It was a good. It sounds like it was a good one. It got you. Yeah, you got me. We did. We did get you. Yeah. Um. You. Yeah. It was fake. It was. It was fake. So are we in agreement? You said. You said it. But I think there was a question mark at the end still. But you know, you just take that as a compliment, I guess. All right. What else? You guys, got any questions? Maybe we should start taking questions and emails. Fuck. I don't know. What else? Traveling like a mofo. Traveling like a mofo. If you travel a lot, you know what I'm talking about. You got to get a routine. You got to make sure, you know, if you got a late flight, you eat before, you bring something on the plane that's not going to stink up the cockpit. You make sure to have stuff to do to keep you busy. Sometimes I'm so damn tired. When I took a, a red eye at 1 a.m. to go to the national championship game, which was bonkers, by the way. Went with Adam French and Adam's uh, sweet wife, Kim. Bunch of other their pals from UW. Wow, what an environment. Shout out to Ashwin uh, Rowe, uh, the uh, UW team doctor, formerly of the Seahawks doctor, hooking up the tickets. Had to go. Houston, huge dome. I think it holds like 72,000. Michigan versus University of Washington. I grew up loving them. I went to SC, became a fan of the Trojans because that was my squad. We won three national championships while I was there. Fight on. Um, but, man, supporting the UW. It was Bananas. Those, a college national championship game might have the most insane energy for a sporting event because people are going crazy the whole time. Adam French and I did go to, I think, Japan versus Korea World Baseball Classic in 2000, 2010 at Dodger Stadium. And that was, that was actually maybe the craziest. Every pitch felt like two outs, full count, bottom of the ninth, no fear. Remember those no fear t-shirts? Two outs, bottom of the ninth, full count, no fear. I was like, dude, this was one of my early jokes. How come it's just sports related? How about some people don't play sports? How about stuff that's more relatable? And as you get older, you need, you know, the scenarios to upgrade with the times, you know, random chick, spring break, parents gone, condoms broke, stores are closed, no fear. So we're at the stadium and we are surrounded by so many Michigan fans. People keep it pretty cool, though. Fights happened. I saw a few, but nothing too crazy. I got recognized by a young merch kid. Dr. Phil, what's up? Motherfucking Dr. Phil. Took a picture of that kid. Hooked me up with some merch. I should remember his name. Nick, I think. Got pretty toasty. Had some edibles and drank. And I mean, I was there for 
laid out at 6 a.m., napped, woke up, did some uh, VO work, and then went to the bar and took it slow. Not until I got into the stadium did I start, like, taking a shot and throwing them back. And and it was, oh, wow, just an, an unbelievable atmosphere. But, yeah, the Japan versus Korea World Baseball Classic, every pitch, there's a chant. It just felt like um, the World Series, every pitch, uh, in the most important uh, moments. But uh, the game was all right. UW just kind of blew it. They had a lot of opportunities. Michigan was great, but, I mean, UW could have won that game. Some games, no, it's a blowout, or even if the score doesn't reflect it, one team just was better. UW was in it the whole time until kind of the end. Um, but that's sports, baby. You're in it until you're not. And then somebody wins and somebody loses. Sports. <laughs> it is funny. I get so into the analysis of sports. I love it. I'm a dude, and I love sports, and I can't help but watch the same bullshit. But I was telling my wife, I go, it's just a different day with different teams and different stakes. So that's what makes you kind of suspend your disbelief, like, they're talking about new stuff. They're not really. Stephen A. Smith is the, you know, his opinions, his opinions, it's, you know, uh, you know, football, it's football, basketball, baseball. You know, he's kind of consistent with what he thinks and says, and it's you're looking for a, a clickbait, shock value, whatever. But, you know, but it's all like the playoffs. It's like we've been talking football. They'll say the same shit. You know, Josh Allen can run the ball, but the man has an arm. Have you seen him? But yeah, we know he has an arm. He's got two arms, in fact. And he throws with one of them, and he's pretty damn good. He's been doing it for a while. We know that. It's not new info, but they say it as if you almost don't know. But it's they also say it like this. Hey, check this out. You ready for some insider info? <laughs> Tom Brady, good. And retired, but good. But there was a time when Tom Brady would play, and you'd watch him and go, this man is different. He's built different. He ain't running out the pocket so much anymore, but his precision, his eye, uh, game coordination is at an all-time high, and he sees down the field. He throws to receivers when they're open, and even when they're not, he finds a way to get them the ball, and that's what good players do. They look for opportunities that are not there, and Tom Brady is a gamer. He's a Super Bowl champ. Let me tell you how many Super Bowls Tom Brady won, and then they go down the line. It's like adding in existing facts, and then just, it's almost like, yeah, it's insane, and we just, I'm I'm a sucker for it. I'm like, wow, dude, yeah, Brady is, Brady is so good, dude, seven Super Bowls. I forgot about that. No, you didn't. They just said it in a way that made you think you did. They're manipulators. But the best ones do a great job of, again, making it exciting to be a part of the same shit. <clears throat> Magic Johnson used to do that when he would come on uh, NBA Countdown. Magic, what do you think, man? Celtics, Lakers, meeting up for the finals for, I don't know, the 12th time in NBA history. What a, what a matchup. And, and, and really, we're going to get to see the best of both worlds, the East versus the West, but a matchup of true dominance. Kevin Garnett. Paul Allen, uh, Paul, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen versus Kobe and Pau Gasol and Andrew Bynum. What, what do we think the matchups look like? Well, this is my Magic Johnson. Well, the Lakers have Kobe Bryant. He is a dominant player. Dominant. It goes to the hole anytime he wants. Okay, he should, can shoot the three ball, can dunk, can pass. He, he loves the game. He plays basketball. He, when he dribbles, people are afraid. And when he plays defense, they are intimidated. So it'd be tough to stop Kobe. But Kevin Garnett on the other side is seven feet tall or just about. And he can dunk. Okay, he can he can run. He can hug people with consensual, you know, appropriate appropriateness. 
and he's a dominant big man down down low in the paint. It's going to be tough to control him, tough to box him out, get a rebound over him because he is a nine-time all-star with a passion for basketball that exceeds most normal people. So, in the end, Kobe Garnett, we're just going to have to see what happens. That's what I listened to this for? We're going to have to see what happens? Yeah, no fucking shit, Magic. Like, you never, you would never want your waiter at a restaurant to be like, hey, um, how's the burger? Well, the burger has uh, meat, uh, lettuce, pickles, onions. Uh, there's a bun on each side. Uh, is it good? Well, we're just going to have to see what happens. Uh, why, why? What are you going to do to my burger? <laughs> we'll be right back. Um, <laughs> that's why I love Phil, man. That's why I love me some Dr. Phil. We'll be right back. Throw that in wherever you want. I love Bill Burr. By the way, coming back February 6th, Comedy Store, Dr. Phil Live. In Burr's first appearance, if you haven't seen it, it's a great moment where he's like, I bet you say that to your wife when, you guys, when you're done having sex, right after your orgasm. We'll be right back. <laughs> Got a big laugh from me. Um, okay. I think that's about it. I'm on, I'm on the road. I'm on tour a lot. Um, had to move some gigs around. Appreciate your patience. Minnesota and Baltimore will be rescheduled. Minnesota's already been rescheduled for, I think, September 25th through the 28th. That's at Acme Comedy Club. But I have a lot of dates coming up. Um, when you watch this, it will be uh, Monday, January 22nd. This week, I'm on the Impractical Jokers cruise in Miami to the Bahamas, doing shows with them, and then uh, spending the weekend in Miami doing shows um, at uh, Comedy at the Western. So check, uh, check me out there Friday and Saturday. And then, uh, wow, we get right into it, man. We're talking um, first week of Feb. I'm in uh, Chehalis, Washington uh, at uh, McFiler's. And then February 3rd at, uh, I think, the Carco Theater in Renton, Washington. So two chances uh, in Washington to see me February 2nd and 3rd. February 8th through the 11th, I'm in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl at the uh, Tropicana, the Laugh Factory at the Tropicana, February 8th through the 11th. And, uh, and then February 15th, 16th and 17th at the Riot Comedy Club in Houston, Texas. We've added shows on Thursday because Friday and Saturday are selling out, which is awesome. Thank you. So come out uh, Thursday, please, February 15th through the 17th at uh, the Riot Comedy Club in Houston. And then February 23rd and 24th, Hyenas in Dallas. Come out and see your boy there. And then we move into uh, March where we've got uh, some dates with Burt Kreischer, the 14th through the 17th, uh, on the road with Burt for the Top Soft World Tour. And then March uh, 23rd, I'll be in Austin, Texas, Cedar Park, Texas, for the Can't Even Comedy Festival. March 25th, I will be in Austin for a couple of days to do some special stuff. And then, uh, and then we're looking end of March at uh, the Olsen Run Comedy Club. New spot in Eugene, Oregon, March 29th and 30th. Come out and see your boy. March 29th and 30th in Eugene, Oregon. Um, and then uh, we're going to Detroit, Royal Oak, Michigan, the Comedy Castle, April 4th through the 6th. And then April 18th through the 20th at Comedy Works downtown uh, in Denver, Colorado. And then Pittsburgh, Boston, um, New York, uh, uh, Chicago with Matt Reif at the end of May. Uh, can't wait. All those tickets at AdamRayComedy.com. Come out and see me on the road. Dr. Phil live shows, of course, uh, at the Comedy Store. February 6th with Burr sold out, but we have uh, guests coming up, about to be announced for April 2nd and March 5th uh, at the store. Uh, like I said, Mark Norman and Burke Kreischer locked in for May 6th uh, for the Netflix is a joke fest. But more stuff coming. I'm thinking about doing some Dr. Phil shows live outside of L.A., so stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, be good to yourself. Have a great week. Don't take shit too seriously. And uh, giggle uh, when you don't feel like giggling. All right? Later, guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.